Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Stream Queens podcast, where we review horror films and horror-adjacent films that you can stream on the internet. Today, we are reviewing a movie, a little movie called The Final Destination. So clearly, it is the last in the franchise. That is the story that I am sticking to. If only. Ta-da. <laughs> really well i guess we'll get there um that uh validated my desire to never go to nascar that's all i'm gonna say on that subject i'm your co-host rachel and joining me today is the race car shrapnel that went straight into my heart Mars! <laughs> hey girl how are you i am doing good how have you been uh, I'm doing all right. I'm hanging in there. We spent about we did like a tight twenty before we started talking uh, talking about how I cry at work every day. So there's that. Yeah, yeah, that did happen. <laughs> so you know, bleak. But uh, this is my favorite part of the week is hanging out with my friends like you and the other two uh, shlemiels that are joining us tonight. Because back on the show are our good friends Larry and Justin from Here's Johnny. Hello, hello. hello. Oh, hello. we waited and then we both said hello at the same time. That's, <laughs> that's great. I just have like, this visual of like if we were in person and I said your name, then you would both be like stuck in a doorway right now. That's what I pictured too. <laughs> <laughs> just smooshed together in a doorway. I imagined them both doing the you first gesture a couple of times and then both going for it and getting stuck. <laughs> what do you guys think about that? Do you like that that's how we picture you guys? Yeah, yeah, no, I think it's fair. <laughs> As they're very considerate of each other, so that that would make sense. That tracks. I, I like to think the uh, Canadian in me has rubbed off on Larry. It has. I'm definitely a softer person than I was before. So, how has the American of Larry rubbed off on you, Justin? Less uh, patience. Oh, I, I mean, I've been to America a couple times, so <laughs> I guess does that count? I don't know. Before well, I was like too he's... scared to. Oh, but, so you think you're braver, maybe? Uh, yeah, well, not really, though, either. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> I just don't think Larry's doing a good enough job, then, I guess, as an American. Larry, you got to rub off on Justin. <sighs> it, it takes yeah, a lot to rub off on me. Okay. <laughs> I said what I said, and I'm not taking it back. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, how have you guys been? What have you been up to? Anything new in Here's Johnny World? You go first, Justin. Um, and here's Johnny World. Uh, we just finished our okay. I I keep wanting to say our our second last season, but it's like our second last structured season, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we're going into like our final subgenre that we set it out with five years ago. We set up the different subgenres. This sounds yeah. weirdly final. Should I be well, no, feeling no, 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 as no, no. nervous well, as I'm feeling well, so right that's now? The thing is, like, it's not. We're just like, while we're doing this last structured season, we're gonna try and figure out how we're going to like structure the next ones. Yeah, basically, like there is Ooh. going to be structure still, but like we're we're in the last of the subgenres that we started with, so we're gonna have. I don't know. We'll have to figure it out. Anyways, the pod is about to evolve. Is this like a Pokemon thing? You're about to become yes. like your next form? Yes. That's exactly what it is. And Rachel, I sent you the the season list. Like you're the first I person know. to see it all because you're also the last person to send in your fourth century. <laughs> and don't worry. We did call you out on that when we recorded last night as well. <laughs> we did. I'm sorry. It is stressful. You know what, guys? Here's what you don't understand. Like, I always try to pick things I think you'll like, and then you never like them. And so every season, it gets more stressful because there's more pressure to try to pick something. 
So like, that's the problem is I have analysis paralysis. It's not that I'm trying to be difficult. It's that I like, I'm twisting myself up in knots trying to pick something I think you guys will like. I mean, whatever, just whatever. Roll you got it. it. Yeah, roll with it. Hmm. We'll see. I'm gonna, uh, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but that's what's going on. I'm not ignoring you. I'm. This is me being like, oh, I gotta think of something good. I gotta think. I might just like cheat and pick Pandorum because I know at least you'll like it. Justin. Oh, that, I fucking love that movie. <laughs> I know. I haven't seen work. it. Oh my god, it's so good. All right, that's my pick. I'm picking Pandorum. How about Wait. that? Okay, hey, I'll that add to my notes. There you go. Done. See, look at us getting shit done today. All right, so you told me about the Pokemon evolution. We picked a movie. I feel like, look at us, getting how like all of the housekeeping done right here in the intro. I'm sure, sure. the listeners are loving it. So what do you say we actually get into the show? Because as always, we steal the Here's Johnny format. And I like to kick things off with a little warm-up question. Are you guys up for a warm-up question? Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So. This is a debate that I'm having with, like, not all my friends because, like, my friends in the, the the spooky community are kind of on my side. But there are some naysayers in the group, okay, or outside the group of in my friends. When does spooky season slash fall begin? When pumpkin spice lattes start flowing. Um, okay. Spooky season is never out of season. Ooh, controversial. I like it. But uh, spooky, like... All there's, I don't know, it's like September, the end of August, even. I would even <laughs> say August. I don't care. It starts whenever I say it starts. Okay. Dan starts hunting for Halloween decor after July 4th. Okay. Okay. I like all these answers. Mars? You, I think I shared pictures of our house. Like, we constantly, like, our bedroom literally has jack o' lanterns year round. So, hmm. Yeah, I think it's time to start decorating the house, too. Like, I came across a box of Halloween decorations, and I was like, oh, these go in the garage. And then I was like, or do they? <laughs> do they go up now? <laughs> yeah, I, I am definitely of the mindset that, like, life is too short. And if putting up a couple of spooky lights or a jack-o'-lantern or something, or even, like, Christmas or Easter or something that's tickled your fancy, right. hang it up. Yeah, I agree. What about you, Marzi? Are you going to be our naysayer? Do you think that spooky season starts on October 1st, October 15th, right now? Where are you? That, where... I feel like spooky season and fall are not the same because I definitely feel like fall okay. starts sept in September. I feel like spooky season is October for me. Okay. Because I'm, I don't know, October feels spooky. Mm -hmm. But September doesn't really feel spooky to me. <laughs> but at the same time, I don't decorate for anything. So truly, <laughs> it really doesn't matter for me. Fair. Very it, fair. It also doesn't make me up. Like, I'm not one of those people who's like, you know, the minute September starts and I see Halloween decorations and I'm like, oh, my God, the neighbors are being crazy. Like, I don't care. Like, yeah, if it like makes the, you happy, it makes you happy. But like, like The people who complain about people putting up, like, usually it's more Christmas lights than anything else. Like, it's mm. the people who get really mad that, like, they didn't wait till Black Friday and they have their Christmas stuff up. I love seeing Christmas lights. There's never a time where I don't see lights that twinkle and I'm not happy. Right. I just think it's a really weird gatekeeping thing that some people do. And yeah. I just don't get it. 
Yeah, I was at, a, I mean, t- to be fair, I was at a Labor Day pool party having this conversation. Uh-huh. So the setting might have something to do with it. But I had said something about, I the party was wrapping up and I was like, ooh, let's find a pizza. I want to get a pumpkin spice latte because mm-hmm. I love pumpkin spice lattes. I don't care if it's basic. They're freaking delicious. And I think it is Look who you're talking to. Sexist. You're good. Right. I, th- like the, the pumpkin spice latte joke is at its core, incredibly sexist, but whatever. If mm-hmm. you want to deny yourself the warm, delicious spices of a pumpkin spice latte, that's on you. And pro tip, half the syrup, twice the baking spice when you're ordering. I literally have it marked on my calendar when Starbucks starts serving it, and I I go there every single morning, the first day it starts getting served. Mm, like, that's, I like mean, I, it's delicious. Well, when you're here, I'm going to take you to Pete's, and I'm going to get you okay. another, another, like, in my opinion, the slightly better version Okay. I, I enjoy a Starbucks one, but I think Pete's is just a slightly elevated version. But okay. um, so I was saying that and everybody was horrified and they're like, it's J- uh, September 4th. What are you talking about? And I'm like, it's spooky season. It's fall. I'm ready. Like, let's do this. And so it became like a divide in the party of like some people who they all thought I was ridiculous that I said the spooky season starts on August 1st. I said mm-hmm. what I said and I stand by it. But I was curious if uh, if there was, you know, where you guys landed on that. Because it was, like, people had strong feelings. Like, yeah, there's I, a group chat from that party that normally after a party, the group chat dies. Yep. The group chat has continued to debate the whole Literally, like, Devin and I thing. went to a Halloween in July market where, like, we went and, like, toured yeah. creepy stuff. We went to an Oddity and Curiosity Festival in March. Awesome. Like, yeah. Like, it's something that makes Devin happy. So, like, and I enjoy going there and seeing her happy. And they have cool stuff there. So, like, I just, I just never understood it. Like, let people be happy. Like, don't gatekeep weird things. Yeah. It's just, it's it's always been a weird thing to me. I've never understood the people, like, you like that. Mm -hmm. Like, as long as it's not harming anybody. Like, who cares if people, like, are, like, obsessed or enjoy something. Yeah, I we don't should. Know. Uh, we should just normalize year-round house light decorations. But like, yes. you know, it's like They're summertime. So you do, like, summertime. You do like oranges and yellows. You know, because it's summer. And then like, mm-hmm. you know, like spring. It's like greens and like I would. I would be on board for normalizing year-round house light decorations. Doesn't need yes. to be a holiday. It could just be seasonal or, I don't know, if you really like pink or something. Like I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'd be down. Just say my name. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when we have our island compound slash bunker, we will normalize the heck out of having lights. Oh, my God. Like year round fairy lights. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I that is I would I just never understand it. I don't know. Are people like this in Canada or is this an American thing? Justin, give us the cultural perspective. I need your exotic cultural input from I mean, Canada. We're, we're definitely not as uh, aggressive about everything. Mm-hmm. So live your life, whatever. <laughs> you guys are too busy like shoveling snow. You don't have time for this nonsense. Exactly. <laughs> Hanging out with Rocky and Bullwinkle. Man, okay, they haven't even been on TV in so long. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I like that that's the part that was offensive for you is like that they haven't been on TV for a while. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> You're like, it's true, but also it's been a lot of years since it was true. <laughs> <laughs> that's not even a current reference. 
<laughs> awesome. Okay. So, like I said, we like to steal your format. So, we always want to talk about a little bit about what we've been watching, playing, reading, listening to, all that jazz. So, Justin, I know you're chomping at the bit to talk about some stuff you've been watching and playing. So, why don't you kick us off? Um. Yeah. So, uh, yesterday, I think it was, I mm -hmm. went and I saw a, a haunting, a haunting in Venice. I always get the name wrong. I know, right? It's called. <laughs> yep, that's right. Haunting in a haunting in Venice. Mm -hmm. uh, it was. It was okay. It was a fun time. Uh, do I think it was worth the two-hour drive down to go see it? No, probably not. But it was still fun to watch, and it mm -hmm. did make me want to watch the other two movies. Right? Yeah, yeah. How was your screening? So I went and saw it at a screening <sighs> the night before in San Francisco. Um, like I went, it was like I love when they do screenings at the Matri uh, the Metreon because they they like Disney like books the really nice theater that has the oh. recliner chairs. Oh, you got the nice, you got the nice treatment. I t I was bitching and moaning to Larry about what uh, my treatment was like. Oh, real? Oh, yeah. I got there and they like handed me drink tickets. In the theater, there was a guy who was dressed like he had like a, a Venetian Larry mask knows. and a cloak. Larry knows what happened. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, my experience was great. I took a selfie with him. I got they had signature bourbon drinks, so I got a little tipsy, tipsy, and I like. Sat in my recliner chair all the way back, uh, ate a hell of Justin popcorn. got salt, but not in the way you'd want to at a movie theater. Yeah. Um, what? What happened? Uh, so I went to a screening in a super shitty theater. Oh, no. It was like super rundown. Oh, uh, no. Well, because they want, I'm assuming they wanted to put it on close to TIFF. The concessions weren't open. I had to like walk across the street to get a coffee and a tea biscuit because i was i couldn't even get popcorn or like water it was, i mean it feels appropriate for the movie though that you were having coffee and a tea biscuit it's that is like very a... fair but i i had to pay for it oh yeah so you know well you know what my answer is to all of these things right thank you america yes <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you could have been with me hanging out with the the dude in the cloak with I the know, lantern. I didn't, I didn't get any of that cool stuff. I didn't get a mask or a lantern guy. Oh yeah, walking. I also got yeah, I got some merch. <laughs> Damn Sorry you, about Canadian it. Disney. Damn you, Sorry Canadian Disney. <laughs> well, what else have you been watching and playing? Uh, I've been playing Lives of Lies of P, which is like a Dark Souls Pinocchio. And it really works. Um, I don't think Larry would like it. I think Larry would hate it. Absolutely. Um, but I like a little bit of punishment. Um, it was, it's I fun. It's not. actually a lot of fun. I played the new Assassin's Creed game that comes out in like October. That was cool. Sorry, I'm just going down a list. A uh, bunch of Baldur's Gate 3 still, even though I did like two reviews on it. And I'm writing something else for it. Uh, I can't stop playing that game. I think I've put 250 hours into it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what? So much time. It's so fun, Larry. You are a father, sir. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm not judging. <laughs> no, that's okay. Actually, something, something great that started to happen, though, is... Um, so I'm very obsessed with uh, Persona 5. It's like this uh, Japanese role-playing game that has fantastic music. Um, and now my son asks me every time before I, he goes to bed if I can play 10 minutes of what he calls the music game. 
which is playing Persona 5 and just him listening to the jazz music. That is so. adorable. Oh, that's cute. That's been exciting, but yeah. All right, how about you, Marcy? What have you been watching and reading and listening to and all that stuff? So I took your guys' advice from last time we talked and realized that I can just read for fun. And <gasps> hey, not, not look at education. you. Uh, or so for neither for education nor for the like you know you know there's always those books that you have known the title of your whole life but you've never actually re- like how many people have really read war and peace kind of thing mm-hmm. and uh so was, i made it through uh a confederacy of dunces oh which i'm just now realizing i finished it a few weeks ago and still have not returned it to my manager i need to remind her <laughs> <laughs> was it worth the fight it was not. <laughs> that's how I felt after I finally finished Moby Dick. Um. Yeah. Uh, that The thing is, is she lent it to me because she said that it's the book that she buys people. It's like the funniest book she's ever read. She has a relative that read it who like his roommate or someone could hear him like laughing out loud from his bedroom. And I got to the end and I was like, oh, my God, I've never been more dissatisfied. Wow. <laughs> Brutal. Brutal. It was bad. It was rough. And, like, maybe I had the wrong mindset going into it. Other than that, um, oh, I started playing an Oculus game called Moss 2. Oh, Moss 2 is amazing. Oh, my God. I've never heard of, I'm assuming that means there's a Moss 1. I don't know. I just came across (laughs) it one day, and I was like, I'm assuming this is a sequel, but we gave it a shot, and I am in love with this game. It's so freaking cute, and it's so fun, and it's everything I love. It's adorable, and it's puzzles, and it's, oh, my God. And so I've been playing a lot of that lately very i it feels weird to be so into video games for me because i'm not usually a video game person but oh my god moss 2 is so fun and that's me that's what i've been up to that's great that sounds so fun i love it how about you lerald yes uh so i guess the first thing i can talk about is i have finished my twilight journey Oh, thank God. It is oh, It is officially God. over. The, the <laughs> audio book for Midnight Sun came in. Uh, for those who aren't uh, aware, that is the first Twilight book, but it's from Edward's perspective. Great. We spend what a lot of time. Of uh, we spend a lot of time in his feelings. Yeah, that doesn't shock me at all. Yeah. It is kind of nice because you understand like the thirst that he has for like 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 instead of it just being like oh she smells weird or whatever like it turns out to be a little more than that so there is that going for you but I don't know I'm excited for the TV show to come out it'll be fun to do that with Rachel for our new show Twihards the Twi- <laughs> Twilight podcast <laughs> and then I started another Stephen Graham Jones book. Um, okay. Because it's spooky time. It's called The Last Final Girl. I'm not sure if anybody has read that one. Um, it's my Maybe? first time reading it. I feel it's like, like I might have. It's written like a movie. So it's not like a straight, like it's a script, but it has like scene directions. And like the scenes change based on like as if it were a movie and you were watching a movie. Yeah. So it's interesting. I feel like I might have read that like a while ago. Yeah, it's it kind of short familiar. too. But uh-huh. I, I like Stephen Graham Jones. I think he tells an interesting, scary story. So I'm always kind of inclined for that. And then movie-wise, I actually, I was talking about the two I watched today. I watched Legend. Have you guys mm-hmm. seen that? Of course, of course. 
with uh, Tom Cruise and Tim Curry and Mia mm-hmm. Sarah, I think her name oh, is. Oh, yeah. Ferris Bueller. That was not as good as I wanted it to be. For that cast. It's it's not great. What It just, like, Tim Curry is great in it. Yes. Yes. Tom Cruise is weird. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he's also a fetus, and it was back before he had his teeth fixed, so he has that one in the middle. It's like a whole Oh, thing. I didn't even notice that. <laughs> so you also recently watched something, and... I mean, we all experienced sort of your trauma by proxy, but where did you end up landing on Neverending Story? So, oh, yes, that's right. Uh, Atreyu? That's the name of the horse? Or that's the name of the kid? Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's Artek. The, yeah, Artek. So, um, Atreyu is the boy. I think that you and Mars had me go about this 80s fantasy dive in, like, the worst way possible. Because if you remember, what? I started with... No, if you remember, I started with Willow. I mean, that's the one I told you to watch. You were already had... You already had Neverending Story on the list. And I was like, dude, yeah. Willow's the best. Yes, and, and and that's the thing. It is the best. So like, I'm watching it, wanting these to be like on the level of Willow. Mm-hmm. And none of them are. Like, I am legitimately shocked that I had never even heard of Willow. I didn't even know Willow was a thing. Mm-hmm. And so I was just flabbergasted by how great that movie is. Like, put aside my love for Val Kilmer. That's just a very no, good a, fantasy yeah. movie. It's like, excellent. It's the yeah. best. And so I think that's, I was telling Justin this, I think last week when we were talking about Neverending Story, is that I think I like I started the bar too high. Mm. And now I'm I'm wanting things to like hit that bar. Because, like, Labyrinth, yeah. even with David Bowie and some of the musical numbers in it, it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. Same with, like, Dark Crystal. Oh, same wow. with Neverending Story. It's not that they're bad, I think but they're you don't fun like, and enjoyable. I don't think you like the sort of... There was There is a vein of weird... When we were kids, the, the stuff we watched had this dark overtone to it. Yeah. And Willow is just, like, a pure swashbuckle adventure with, like, very, like no like, no emotional cost at all. Yeah, and I wonder if maybe that's the problem. Is all these other ones kind of have this sort of ribbon of darkness throughout them? Yeah, because Willow, like the best way for me to describe it is like it, fe- it felt like a mix of Goonies and Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Well, I mean, it's like a George Lucas thing. It's, it's like Ron Howard, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah, but it's also it's written by George Lucas, I think. Oh, okay, but yeah, like, I, yeah, I, I think it's part of the problem. The next one I have is Inner Space. Okay, that one is. Pure fun. Okay. Uh, I would also you got to add a return to Oz to that list. It does. It is okay. not pure fun, but it is not. It's dark in a way where you're like, whoa, that was weird, but not in a way that feels bad. Okay, perfect. Whatever. Okay, obviously, I saw a haunting in Venice. I also really enjoyed it. Um, it was a little more melancholy than I was expecting. Like I think I was expecting it to be a little bit more like a Knives Out kind of vibe, and it's a little more serious than that. But um, I still had a really great time. Tina Fey is great in it. And actually, Kenneth Branagh as Her- Hercule Poirot is awesome. I grew up really, really into um, Agatha Christie mysteries. And okay. Hercule was my favorite of all of the, like, I like Miss Marple as well. But Hercule was my favorite. I would always watch the, like, PBS show with my mom. So, so yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Great costuming. The mystery itself, like, I kind of guessed it. But... 
but uh, it has it's very atmospheric and Kenneth Branagh directs as well and he has a lot of really interesting sh- uh, shot selection that I wasn't expecting it's a period piece but it's not shot like a period piece in a lot of ways like there's a lot of like where they the when you're kind of going into Hercule's head when he's like starting to see these visions and stuff like the camera sort of is one of that one that's like attached to him mm-hmm. so you're the backgrounds are moving but your his face stays still and there's I don't know it's it's a very interesting movie and I had a really good time with it and it's actually a great way to sort of kick off spooky season especially for people who maybe are a little nervous about watching horror movies like this one has a little bit of horror vibe to it but it's not so scary that it wouldn't be you know the bar for entry is pretty low but yeah Let's get into this episode, shall we? Sure. All right. So today we are going to be talking about The Final Destination from 2009. But before we start that, Mars, can you please do me a solid and remind our listeners of what our spoiler policy is here up in this podcast? If uh, this is your first time listening to the Scream Queens episode, uh, we are about to spoil the entire movie. We're going to talk about everything, uh, beginning, middle, and everything that we want to talk about, point out. Also, I mean, these movies are full of fun little Easter eggs and little like nods to past movies and things. So we're going to talk about everything. So if you haven't seen it and you don't want to be spoiled, now is the time to uh, go check it out and then come back and listen to us talk about it. There was a point in time where I used to actually give an honest opinion of whether or not you should or whether or not you could watch a movie unspoiled or spoiled and whether it'd be fine but then i realized i just don't like to be spoiled on anything so my opinion is always don't be spoiled but uh i mean it's a final destination movie you know yeah (laughs) yeah you know what if you've watched the first three you kind of know what you're getting into here we're gonna spoil the kills but that's about it yeah yeah i mean it's a fun one to go in if you don't know what's happening because the tension is really, I think, yeah, what that's a true. Final Destination movie is, is really selling. Yes, it is very <laughs> tense. <laughs> I need to, like, take a Xanax before I watch these movies because I'm just, like, <laughs> white-knuckling my way through them. Get right. your notepad out and list add to the list of things that you're afraid of in everyday life now. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And there's a this one added a couple lawnmowers from a distance. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I always think about that now. Like, ever since seeing this movie when it came out, I always think about whenever I see lawnmowers and like you know I live in a cemetery, so they have those big lawnmowers. That they oh all yeah. The time, and all I could think is, oh my god, it's gonna shoot crap at people. We're all gonna die. <laughs> all right, Larry, you have the background on this one. Tell us about this movie film. Oh, I did. Yeah. Oh. Uh-oh. You said the in the chat. The Final Destination, or Final Destination right. 4, is a You're 2009 a <laughs> 3D horror film written by Eric Bress and directed by David R. Ellis. Bress wrote Final Destination 2, and he was also the writer and director for The Butterfly Effect with Ashton Kutcher. Oh, okay. I can see that. Ellis, uh, besides directing Final Destination 2, also directed Homeward Bound 2, Lost in San Francisco, Snakes on a Plane, and Shark Night. That is quite the spread. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Shark Night. Now, is that the one where they're like putting sharks in a lake and it's like a spring break thing? Maybe. Okay. Just I, I, I do not. I do not know. Uh, 
The film stars Bobby Campo, Chantel Van Santen. God, I hope I said that right. And McCarthy. The Van Santen heads are coming for you, dude. I know. And McKelty <laughs> Williamson. So Campo has mainly had a TV career being in shows such as CSI, The Scream TV Show, and Criminal Minds. Van mm-hmm. Santen is probably best known for her role on One Tree Hill, The Flash, and the Apple Plus show for All Mankind. Oh, also the boys. The boys. Yeah. Who's she in the boys? She's, but the butcher's wife. No shit, really? Yep. Yep. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yep. Uh, and then Williamson is like the only person who I recognized, um, mm. because he was in Forrest Gump. Of course, of course. And he was and, also uh, the Purge. Con Air. Con- um... There you go. Justified and heat. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. I also recognize Nick Zano because I loved him. Legends Legends of Tomorrow. Legends of No. <laughs> Legends of Tomorrow. He was like Nate, I think his name was. Who he was, was like his character. character on that show? Uh he's the like the creep that gets his intestines pulled out of his butthole. Ooh, fun. Okay. There you go. Ew. <laughs> Uh, James Wong was on board to direct this, but because of scheduling conflicts, he dropped out. Consequently, the studio executives opted for Ellis to return because of his work with Final Destination 2. Huh. Shot on a budget of $40 million, you all might Damn. be surprised to find out. This is the highest grossing Final Destination film to date, raking Whoa. in $187.4 million. Damn. Yeah, that blew me away guess, as well. Is it because it was like right in the middle of the 3D craze? I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, because this is exactly the kind of movie you want to see in 3D. Yes. Like they oh, overdid it, and they were making the most ridiculous shit into 3D and ruining movies. But this, this, the, the, you want a ride of a movie. You mm-hmm. know, you want a, there for there to be a reason for shit to be thrown at your face. And... I like what you did there. A ride. Okay. Uh, trivia. During the car wash scene, Haley Webb actually broke the car window when she was pounding on it. The editors left that shot in the final film. Wait, wait where was this? The car wash. Oh, she broke. I missed that. Good for her. Uh, the film's McKinley Speedway accident is similar to a real-life disaster. In 1955, mm. Circuit du Mans in Le Mans, France. Disaster. Bonjour. 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 Uh, known for its 24-hour endurance races in which a multi-car collision launched an engine block, hood, and other wreckage into a packed grandstand, killing 84 people. The deaths Yeesh. included spectators being cut in half by the flying hood, and I quote, like a guillotine, the engine mm. block crushing a swath of people throughout the crowd, an explosion mm. and fire also occurred, which added to the death toll. Yep. Oh my god. Not going to NASCAR. Nope. Nope. Feeling very good about those choices that I've made. Uh and I mean this you, you, you know, I think there's other reasons that we can agree to maybe not go to <laughs> the Daytona. When Nick is yeah. driving, he pulls up to a sign that causes him to have a premonition. The sign is clearly marked Clear Rivers Water. Clear Rivers, as we all know, was a central character in Final Destination and Final Destination 2. Oh, yeah. This is the first Final Destination film that has nothing to do with Tony Todd. Right. 
The reason for it is that he was filming Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> the, Lateral move there. The Final Destination <laughs> Wow, <series>. shots fired. <laughs> be, began with Flight 180 in the OG Final Destination. At the racetrack, the victims are seated in Section 180, which can be seen on a sign behind them. And later, while viewing video camera footage, the video camera footage briefly shows the number of the section indicating the seating section as the camera records. The car that crashes at the speedway is number 666. The racetrack is called McKinley Speedway, which is the name of the town, the high school, and the character Ian McKinley from Final Destination 3. Huh. Okay, cool. See, all these Easter eggs definitely went over my head. (laughs) I caught literally zero of them this is the only final destination film to not be filled in the great white north hmm. america uh, no yeah i think it was from america yeah i don't know though mm. i just know it wasn't in canada carter is seen Maybe that's why i wasn't there <laughs> carter is seen oh. drinking heist pale ale this is the same brand of beer that was seen in final destination 2 and final destination 3 in Final Destination 2, there is a driver driving a Heist Pale Ale beer truck before the pileup. And in Final Destination 3, that is the truck that blocks Kevin's when it backs up, nearly hitting him. Hmm. To the, the drive through scene. Uh, the name Heist comes from stunt coordinator Freddie Heist, who did all the stunt work for Final Destination 2. Cool. <laughs> Ashley Tisdale auditioned for the part of Nadia, but lost it to Stephanie Honoru. Sorry, which I one was that. she? Nadia. She oh, was yeah. the mechanic's girlfriend. Okay, got it. Uh, Tisdale had also tried to audition for a part in Final Destination Three. Oh, okay. She, she wow, she just really out. wanted to be in a na- Final Destination. She really, no she kidding. was like Devin Sawa. The sound effect I mean, of the who doesn't? The sound effect of the race car that skids away Daddy. from the oil slick at the racetrack is a dolphin squeak. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Samantha Lane's son's jersey have the numbers nine and twenty. Nine times twenty is one eighty. Oh nice. I like that. I like that Easter egg. Several characters are unnamed in the film, but are given names in the script such as Samantha Lane, Andy Kluzer, Carter and Cynthia Daniels, and Jonathan Groves. So for us, because they never name them in the movie, that's the mom of the boys, the mechanic, the racist and his wife, and the cowboy. <laughs> They're never actually named in the film. No, they named I've... the cowboy. Did they? Did they? they? Oh, maybe yeah, in, in the, the news thing. In the news report when he's like, John Doe has been identified as Jonathan Groves. Now that we've notified the family or whatever, and they're releasing his name. Oh, uh, Ariel, edit that out, and we're going to blame IMDb. Leave it in, Ariel. <laughs> <laughs> Nick drops. No, a... edit it out because it makes it proves that I know this movie too well. <laughs> Leave it in, Ariel. <laughs> Justin, drop... did you recognize the the racist? Should I have? Yeah. No. He is the main character in a movie that you and I both love. He's the main character in The Signal. Holy shit. Yep. Oh, good. <laughs> good. I'm glad he's still getting home, oh, man. I mean, this is not a great role, you know, in terms of, you know, it's 
you know, it's, he does it's some stuff that's not from, great. It's a step down from the signal. But yes, whenever I see him, I'm always delighted because he's the guy from the signal. <laughs> now that is a movie. That is. Oh, maybe I should make you guys watch that instead. You can still decide. It's sci fi? You can do if you want to. Oh, yeah. Should we do the signal instead? That's it. If you would join us, because that is a. Uh, an excuse to watch the signal and hang out with two of my best friends? That would be terrible. <laughs> I, would en- I would enjoy that not at all. <laughs> it's such, such a good, a good movie. movie. I'm going to find a slut and pee in her butt. Okay. Wow. So. <laughs> Larry, you'll understand Larry. soon enough. <laughs> yep. So Nick drops a book open to a page with an open hand on it before one of his premonitions. An open palm is a symbol for death in Hindu. Oh. This is the first Final Destination film to not feature the cast on the DVD cover. Oh, I guess so. Oh, it was so. like that weird yeah. like skull thing, right? Well, it's the oh, I guess it's not the whole cast because I think it's it's Chantel, right? Like it's Laurie's. No, it's just it's just face? the skull. I think. I think Justin's right. No, it's like a girl's face, and then the jaw is a skull, right? I don't. Well, regardless, the whole cast is not is not on the cover. It is only a right. skull. It is, it is just a skull. No, it I mean is, the version uh, I saw had a face. We we believe you, Rachel. I mean, it's weird. It's not like a skull, but it's definitely not a dis like a distinguishable character. Tell your truth. It's just a. Am I Mandela affecting? Hold on. <laughs> what you watching? What you watching? What you watching? Scrolling up. No, yeah, that's totally her face. And then it has a lower skull part. Yes. I don't know. The one I have just has like blacked out hollow eyes. The only part that's not skull like is that there's like a nose. She has hair. Mine does not have hair. And eyebrows. Mine does not have eyebrows. Skin on the forehead. Debatable. Zoom in. Zoom in enhance. There are pores. Skin debatable. (laughs) Hold on, I'm dropping the one that I'm looking now, now at. I in the look at it. I'm putting it. I put it in our group chat that I won't say the name of on the show. <laughs> okay, Rachel, I, I see you're talking about. There is the person with a little bit. It's there does look to be some hair there, but it is like a skull with some hair in the background. I think you're. I see what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, but look at the forehead. There's wrinkles. But there is. But what I said is true. There is no cast. It's just yeah a skull. We're all correct except for Mars. <laughs> <laughs> Debatable. She's coming after us all this evening. Uh, Samantha's children enter the beauty salon with slushy drinks. It is the same brand of slushy that Ashley and Ashlyn had before they got cooked in the tanning beds in Final Destination 3. How do people remember this stuff? Yeah, Samantha's death, caused by a stone from from the lawnmower towards her face, was proven true in Mythbusters. So that can actually happen. And Rachel, she did zoom in. There do appear (laughs) to be wrinkles on the forehead of the skull. (laughs) She needed... I want to acknowledge that she was right. (laughs) I mean, you you didn't have to, but since you did. (laughs) So anyway, now that I know my fear of a a lawnmower running over a rock is true, that's what's more Yeah, I was surprised. (laughs) I think Rachel was distracted by proving herself correct. 
that uh, she did not hear. Rachel, did you hear that Mythbusters proved the lawnmower? Yes, I responded in horror. I made noises. There were un- upset noises made in response. I'm okay. All right, just yeah, I'm listening. I'm listening. Ariel, I can multitask. Ariel, make sure you keep in that she was not paying attention. And finally, Ariel, <laughs> uh, Ariel, I'm excuse me. I need you to go back in time and edit in my responding to him saying that. <laughs> It, it will be borne out that I made noises like, Ugh. <laughs> How do people remember this stuff? Yeah, Samantha's I know, Samantha's right? death caused by a stone from, from the lawnmower towards her face was proven true in Mythbusters. So that huh. can actually happen. And Rachel... Horrifying. <laughs> And finally, Hunt's death is reminiscent of the Chuck Alhonic short story Guts, which is about a boy whose intestines are sucked out by a pool filter's inlet pump when he sits on it. It is also similar to a real-life incident. No. In 2007, a young girl met the same fate and died a year later, suffering from complications after having her bowel, liver, and pancreas ripped from her body. How? Too much pressure, closed system, and... Oh, man. Wow. I guess I'm just, like, not or not swimming anymore. Just imagine, oh. having, imagine having a Frosty and, like, and, like, and just yeah. sucking up real hard. I don't really like Frosties anymore. They have a pumpkin spice frosty is coming out next week. What? I am Fuck, that very what? excited for it. Yep. What? A pumpkin Shit. spice frosty and a pumpkin Ooh. spice cold brew at Wendell's. Justin, I need to tell you something because you'll appreciate this. Pumpkin and, spice and you, pump, No, pumpkin spice it's it's are a thing. This what was that here. word? Oh, shit. It's <laughs> it's. Yeah, and it's it. Haven't yet. You call yourself American. Mars, do you know what a, a nit nit is? An it's it. it. I uh, do, but I have to tell you, I didn't know until I moved to California and everybody was like, oh my God. Well, I won't say the name because this is a real person, but one of our <laughs> managers went out and got a bunch of it's it. Mm-hmm. And someone was like, so-and-so got it's it. And I was like, they got what? What do they have? Can I catch it? And they were like, no, he got it's it. And I'm like, what's well, it's it? What's an it's it? And they were like, it's it. And I was like, yeah, okay. Saying that sound over and over again doesn't help me understand. What is the sound? God bless you. God bless you, Mars. Yes, absolutely. Yes, I understand. It does not help me. Exactly. I understand exactly what you're experiencing right now because I have gone through the same exact thing. But it is a California ice cream Mm -hmm. treat Mm -hmm. company that apparently is very, very good. I still have never had it. Oh but my god. People lose their mind so over. They're it. the best. I uh Rachel and Randy treated me to one while I was yeah. there and yeah. uh it was fantastic. We'll I be happy to help Larry. More. If it helps Larry to visualize, it's like the conjunction for it is dash it is. That's the it's sound it. they're making. Yeah. It's, oh, it's, it, it's. that does help. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, where were we? I've completely lost track. I just Larry was the telling trivia. us things. Awesome. Okay, that was great. I love it when you do the trivia. Here's the problem: is you're so good at doing these research things, you always get stuck with it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but I enjoy it so much, so <laughs> I look forward to you doing it at least one more time. Yeah, we, we will do the next one. 
Now I'm going to hand it over to the lovely and talented Mars because you know what time it is. It is time for the 60 second synopsis. I have my stopwatch ready. I'm ready whenever you are. You tell me and I'll start the countdown. Okay. I'm going to try harder at this one because my final destination 60-second synopsises have just been like, you saw the first one and done. So I'm trying to do a little bit better at maybe. I mean, you know, like you are the Michael Jordan of this and everybody gets the yips, you know, and I feel like you're ready for your comeback. This is like your wizard, Sarah. Is everyone impressed that I know that? (laughs) That was I I didn't understand about ninety percent of what you just said, but I was gonna go with it. All right, good, good. I'll take it. Yeah. 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 You know, wizards definitely like the Michael Jordan wizard. Yes. Well, didn't he start like a basketball team called the Wizards? I don't know. Wait, is there a basketball team called the Wizards? Wasn't there? I'd Guys, yes, the Washington Washington Wizards, that is correct. And they're okay. in Washington? Mm-hmm. Wait, is yeah. this current or did they become DC? I'm going to have to Washington DC. Oh, okay. Noted. Okay. Yeah, no, gotcha. they're still a thing. They are still a I thing. Always, I always forget there's two. Yes. <laughs> All right, you ready? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Three, two, one, let's jam. Okay, so as usual, this is about a bunch of people who escape their like predestined deaths due to one person's premonition, but this time death comes for one of the survivors like almost immediately because she basically only makes it to the parking lot before she dies, and then the pattern continues where we're just moving down the list of people dying in the order that they were supposed to die, and this movie's premonition haver, Nick, actually continues to have like a bunch of premonitions throughout the movie instead of just one premonition at the beginning and then just like anxiety for the rest of the movie at some point nick's girlfriend actually starts to have like gut feelings about things start seeing signs too but she doesn't really have premonitions and then nick keeps having premonitions and in the end they're all like yay we beat death again but they didn't actually because you never do and yet somehow like the most unrealistic thing about this movie that nick and laurie can afford that apartment final destination four <laughs> 41 seconds <laughs> and this one was at a nascar race <laughs> Oh, you guys, you guys, final destination. Let's get into our review, starting with our thoughts about the plot. Who would like to kick us off with their thoughts about the plot? You I can go first. Okay. Justin, you go first. Um, This weirdly, okay, I mean, obviously, right off the bat, you can tell that this was clearly made for 3D. I mean, obviously, with like the opening uh, scene, I will say the opening scene and like retelling us all the cool deaths that have happened Mm -hmm. in that like weird, (laughs) like early 2000s X-ray stuff. uh, (laughs) I rather enjoyed a lot. (laughs) I thought it was actually pretty cool. I really like it. Uh, Yeah. It Uh it was just, it was just like an interesting way to like, like, I mean, you, you clearly come here for the kills and it, it was just like an interesting way to like recap it without like showing us old footage. Other than that, it just, it, seemed very much like yes we do need to make another one of those final destination movies and okay like it was very clearly like we need to figure out a way on how to get to one one kill to the next without like really letting our characters grow at all but i feel like that stopped like two movies ago as well (sighs) the issue is that i feel like (laughs) we are no we are nowhere different at the end than we are at the start like right. it, it feels very much like I know I've already said this today, but like a lateral move. Um, we like I, none of the characters really seem like 
except for the one security guard, but then he like dies right after he kind of like starts to grow a little bit. Yeah. Um, other than that, like none of our characters really seem have like any growth. I don't know. It just seemed like a very schlocky. Let's get to one one death to the next. And I will say some of the coolest deaths aren't even real. Don't actually happen. Oh, right. Because they're the vision ones. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is a bummer. Yeah. Mars. Um, I mean, I also really love the like skeleton x-ray intro and closing credits. And Hell yeah. I think it's I, I like I do appreciate that it is the way that it makes you see these things because it's not immediately recognizable as until like, I don't know, it takes a minute before you're like, oh, yeah, remember that. Yeah. And I like that a lot without it being like, we're just going to flash back to actual footage from the other movies. And so I thought that was really good. I thought it was um, a very daring choice to just throw the N word in there. Yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. That was a cringe, choice. Cringe. And like, here's the thing is that I understand racism without that word. You know, like mm, I didn't yeah. need that word for me to go, oh, he's racist. <laughs> so, you know. They really wanted then, to send you home with it. Oh yeah. They really wanted to drive that message home that like, oh, by the way, in case you were wondering, well, I Man, thought it was a white supremacist. Very subtle when he pulled a cross out of his dress. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> that's when it clicked for me. Truly. Like, um, I do uh. like I like the kills in this one a lot. I legitimately forgot about the pool drain one until Hunt was going to go about his business and he was going to go play golf and then they shot him like a, you know or whatever they had him at the pool and I was like, oh. And here I was spending this whole series thinking about a thing that happens in the in the fifth movie. I forgot about this one because even though it's not as graphic as some of the other ones, the the implication of what's happening. Yeah. It's the fact that it takes so long. And yeah. like you know, like you can imagine just kind of sitting through well, I didn't that no, I, that was not an intentional pun. I was going to say sitting with that happening for so long. <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, like, there are some parts where it, it, I mean, like, it's a standard Final Destination movie. I like the deaths. I don't know. I can appreciate the fact that they kind of try to deviate by instead of doing, like, that one big premonition in the beginning that gets them out of the main event. And then, like, the other movies, it was, like, like Devin Sawa sign, saw signs later mm-hmm. or like he saw danger because basically he was just running at a very high paranoid anxiety level for the next several days or whatever and so he was just suspicious of everything and so he was seeing like sharp objects everywhere and things like that and i thought it was interesting that this one was one where he was nick was getting the premonitions piecemeal like before each actual death he was getting another premonition and another premonition and then it fe- so like I I guess I can appreciate that they attempted to deviate from the old Final Destination, but then when Lori started having her little moments of seeing the signs and stuff, and I was kind of like, I don't know, I think it felt it felt appropriate for where this movie falls in the in the se- the sequence of these movies for we're gonna do something extra. Just now everybody's seeing signs, but you know I don't know. It's like. These movies were never going to be gold, right? Like, mm-hmm. so it's kind of, I kind of accept it for what it is. It's fun. I mean, it's a fun movie to watch. Mm-hmm. I did see this in 3D when it came out in theaters. Ooh, how was the 3D? I did too. Oh, it was. 
it was good. Because it, like, <laughs> it, it was just so fun. And I it, like I think it was my first 3D movie I'd ever seen. And I like I legitimately did like try to duck at times because I like I, I it's like, OK, you know, when they talk about the movie that like uh, the it was like the first mo- like actual movie that they played in theaters and it was just a train moving towards the camera and people yeah. dove out of the way. Yeah. That's how I felt. I felt like that person. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> cool. So, all right, Lerald, how about you? What are your thoughts on plot? I think the biggest thing I can say that hasn't been said by Mars or Justin yet is that this movie is 82 minutes long. <laughs> and I think the reason why I point that out is that this film has perfected refined and knows exactly what it's trying to do it's not trying to build upon any of the lore it's not trying to dive any deeper into the premonitions it is a film that is meant to be one giant kill sequence followed by 10 or more rube goldberg death sequences that you kind of don't see coming and Mm -hmm. i think if you look at it that way you get exactly what you wanted and then and in that sense, it's not surprising it was so high grossing because it's not trying to be what it's not. This is a splatterfest popcorn movie where you go and just jump and cringe at the imaginative ways they kill off their characters. That being said, like, is it good? Am I taking home a lot of things? No. But I, especially after coming off of three, this is a nice breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. at least plot wise yeah, i'd agree with that yeah i i mean as i was sitting here writing the notes i was like it i kind of came to this conclusion that it's really hard to talk about the plot of these movies because i feel like they've sort of ceased to have a plot in the traditional sense mm-hmm. like they're much more i would describe them less as films and more as motion pictures because <laughs> it's just motion pictures getting us to the next kill scene you know there's no there are no character arcs. There, there's really no characters beyond essentially just archetypes. It's just a series of death piece set pieces that are loosely stitched together uh, based on a order that has been laid out by the opening scene. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Right. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It just makes it hard to talk about the plot. What I can say is that this thing nails it in pacing. Yes. It is. It moves quick from death to death. Um, you know, Sometimes I wish it would move quicker because the tension is so brutal in between these death scenes. But it is all thriller, no filler. It is nothing but moving from one thing to the next. So I think if you are someone who is there looking for something akin to the first film with characters that you're going to invest in um, and an expansion of lore in any kind of way, any explanations, any deviations from what has come before it you will be underwhelmed by this film but if you're there for the ride if you're there for for those tense rube goldbergian kind of kill scenes if you felt like the last one kind of let you down on the gore and you hope that it's gonna like step it up in this one this thing is exactly what you were you were looking for I kind of wish we didn't need a creep every movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if that's now just like a beloved part of the traditions of the franchise, but I would love to see that maybe go away in the next two movies. We'll see. And I definitely think that the second catastrophe was like an attempt at mixing things up. 
Uh, I don't know how well it worked, but it did lead to my favorite kill of the movie. So there's that. So I don't know. They, these are hard to talk about plot. Um, I feel like what my score is not going to be super high when we get to that point, simply because there wasn't really much there there. But it didn't make me not like the film or not have a good time watching it. It's just, you know, it's just kind of a carnival ride. And that's okay. That's okay. So speaking of scores, Justin, what did you score the plot for final, The Final Destination? Like a three. <laughs> Fair. Marzi? Um, I'd give it like a 5.5. All right. All right. Solid. How about you, Laryl? Five. Okay. I'm going to go four. Perfect. Because I do think the pacing is where it really kind of, it. yeah, that's, 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 it's getting a four for pacing for me. It did feel like, I don't know if it was, I think it was the pacing for me, but it felt a little bit like it kind of recognized what it was of like, yeah. look, we're not going to, we're not going to be solving any mysteries today. Yeah. We're just here to be the haunted house haunted corn maze that you run through for the next hour and a half. I just wish one person would like make it. Like I, I, I need the, maybe this will happen in the next movie, but I really need for there to be, if we're, the, the, their end is the same. And so I, I really, for me, what's going to kick it up the next level is if they can find some other way to end the movie. Oh, Rachel. That's, that's the one frustration. Oh, Rachel. Sweet oh, summer child. Okay. All right. Fair, fair. All right. Let's move forward. Visual. Because this is where I think we're going to have some fun. So, Justin, why don't you kick us off? So, I... Okay, this is kind of weird because I do like the setup for the kills. And from what I understand, they were mostly partially practical. Mm. But they also still had a really weird achiness to them okay there were a couple that visually were awesome i mean i obviously it was all like green screen stuff but well most of it was green screen actually i'm trying to i'm trying to remember because i did do a little bit of research on it because i wanted to find out if this one scene was real uh the escalator scene that was probably like my favorite visual mm -hmm. fake kill fake kill i'm not sure how to talk about it because it was a premonition but i was re i really didn't like the opening disaster. The mm. best one to me clearly is Final Destination 2. Um, and I don't think anything will ever beat that because it's like a a fear I have constantly when I'm on the highway. Uh, especially like, I mean, to this day, since I first saw the second one, I don't like driving behind like logging trucks and stuff, which happens I mean, a lot. Right? That's fair. <laughs> because even Rachel said that she has that fear having never seen the movie, but seen the memes and things. So like that. Yeah. That yeah. Art <laughs> has affected people who don't even haven't even seen the movie. So that's fair. <laughs> that's mm -hmm. there's mm -hmm. like a racetrack here. I would never go, but just because I'm not interested, not because of the opening to this movie. If that makes sense. Like it, it just, it, the, the opening disaster didn't have an effect on me really. And I think it is partially because a lot of it looked like super cartoony when like people were getting crushed and stuff. But I could, that also is like kind of towards like the 3d stuff of it. And the unfortunate part about 3d is that now when we watch it, we're not watching it in 3d. So there's like a lot of like goofiness, like when the guy falls backwards onto like the wooden, the it's like the bench or whatever. Oh, yeah. And it, like, comes up, in, you know, because that's, like, a 
in the theater when you're watching it that's like supposed to come out at you but like obviously now it doesn't happen the same with like when the blood explodes out of the pool um a lot of that yeah. just like kind of comes across a little hokey for me but i i mean overall the kills were just like mediocre to me personally but i don't know that's all i'm here to look at really is the kills i mean i enjoy it not i'm not necessarily like cinematic gem but <laughs> I don't know. It remind like even just after the scene after they leave the racetrack and they're just sitting in the coffee shop and something about the quality of that that whole scene visually reminded me so much of when I used to go see movies like this in the theater when I was in like high school and middle school and so it kind of brought back like a nostalgic feeling for me. Mm -hmm. Of it reminded me of seeing movies in theaters even though I was watching it at home on my laptop. And so I and just like kind of just the way this movie looks was very nostalgic for me and so it kind of i think i'm a little biased because it mm -hmm. just reminded me of seeing movies in theaters when i was in high school and stuff and i liked it um the i do like the visuals of the kills a lot even though and i'm not a doctor but i feel like <laughs> i feel like when people <laughs> got kind of ripped apart i was like that seems really hamburgery and less full of <laughs> organs you know what i mean like it looked very it didn't look like people had organs it just looked like people had burger and but I, again i'm not a doctor i don't know what hey, it listen, happens hey, with in, these, in some cultures person. in some cultures people is burger right like uh, okay, well, see, i'm not a scientist um I, well, although Steve, there was, can the... we get you to weigh in on this, Larold? Because you are a scientist. I took bird watching <laughs> over burger? anatomy, physiology, so I am not okay. the guy to ask that question. All right, so, so people are a burger. Yeah, okay, you, got it. You do or don't think people is burger? <laughs> I'm in the middle. People is burger. <laughs> I'm getting you a shirt, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> I think people is burger. <laughs> I think people is burger. <laughs> Um, although I did the uh, the pool scene. <laughs> Sorry. The pool scene after he explodes through the water pump or whatever, and it shows kind of the close-up of the gore, and I there did appear to be an organ of some sort there. I don't know. I liked I liked the visual of the kills. I thought they were pretty gory in a fun way. Because, um, I mean, like, really, it's true. That's what you are showing up to watch the final destination for is just gore and crazy death and i think they delivered yeah agree agree how about you larry where did you land on the visual aspect of this i think i'm once again uh mars and justin hit on a lot of things i think i'm more in mars's camp though I, I also saw this in theaters uh but i think the thing is like like you guys had mentioned it looked fun to watch in 3d in the theaters but 3d came and went like i don't even know if they even do 3d releases any longer or if they do, they aren't promoting it like they they once were. Mm -hmm. And are they? I, I I actually do not know. It is definitely not promoted like it used to be. Like I know when I bought Frank and Weenie, like the only Blu-ray edition I could get was a Blu-ray, a DVD, and a 3D version of it. And like, I mean, if it helps, I used to have a 3D TV. See, I, I never did, no, I and then that's at, why I think this I was living was, that high life. This was like, I I really feel like this is something that kind of came and went. Um, so that kind of sucks because you aren't experiencing it. And when you watch a 3D movie without that 3D element, it does kind of go with what Justin was saying, where it's like, 
almost like really bad CGI because of what they're trying to do. But like similar to Mars, like I enjoy the kills. I liked the ass, his ass getting sucked out of his ass. I liked the elevator death was terrible <laughs> and awful. Uh, and I, as a fan of Mortal Kombat, I like the X-ray kills and stuff. Um, I, right. I, I just, I just think this was fun. And again, it's like this isn't like the greatest thing ever. But they knew what they were doing with this, and they weren't trying to delude themselves or their audience by making this something that it wasn't. And because of that, I found it to be a very enjoyable watch. Not good, nice, just enjoyable. I'd agree. It was fun. Right. And I think there's a distinction. I think there are a lot of movies out there that, from a, if we're talking as critics, we're going to say bad things about because they're not great movies. But there is a difference I think a distinct difference between something being good and being enjoyable. Things can be good and not enjoyable. Correct. Um, and and I think this one falls in the in the opposite camp where it's it's not good, but it is enjoyable. It's effective. <laughs> I mean, enjoyable is hard for me because I want to die while I'm watching these oh, movies. God. But like, I get, I respect them. Like, I'm like, oh, you're very very good at what you're doing. Yes. And that the was, roller coaster ride is a good one. And that was certainly missing from the last one. Like the last one did not <sighs> have that at all. You know what's so interesting is I, I don't know how I ended up, but I was kind of like, I guess, doing a little research or something. I didn't and, and I got into a Reddit thread where someone was asking if they should watch the Final Destination movies. Okay. And everyone in the thread was like, the third one is the best one. And I was really? like Jesus what? Christ. Things what? that I never thought I would hear said. That was shocking to me because I feel like it is like uh, empirically not the we fact kept the truth. Putting off yeah. the third one because I think we all objectively hated it. Yeah, yeah. This one to me is a definitely a more of a return to form in terms of the real reason we're here. It's like you know nobody is really reading Playboy for the for the articles or they Speak weren't back in the yourself. day. They were there for the centerfold. Okay, you know what I mean. <laughs> So, I, I, yeah, every right, yeah, right. weigh in on that, Justin. It's it's very believable coming from you. Uh, <laughs> but Dear okay, so <laughs> you're like, I didn't read it, I wrote it. <laughs> so yeah, I I really appreciated the 3D of it all. I wish I could have seen it in theaters, um, because I do think. Like I said, this seems like it would have been an absolute blast. I think that this movie does a good job of stepping up the gore, which it was missing last one. And I feel like the whole point of these movies are these kills. Um, I appreciated that they were mean and nasty and bloody again. I, I love the escalator kill. That one is so nasty. It was brutal. Um, brutal. And I also really liked that when he thwarts the... He thwarts death and death like you death feels mean spirit and kind of nasty again in the way that it like nails him to a wall, mm -hmm. you know, oh. like that. I thought was really, really great and effective. I mean, it reminds me a little bit of Evil Dead remake with that nail gun, oh, that whole yeah. thing. Uh, whew, whew, a nail gun. It will get, get you every time. Also, the nail gun from 
I think that might have been three, like the best part of three. Mm -hmm. The one thing I will say is how dare they impugn my happy place, which is the car wash. Do not make the car wash feel unsafe (laughs) to me. It's the only, it is so like uterine. Like I I want to be in the womb of a car wash. I always wish they were twice as long as they are. So the idea that my precious, precious car wash could be turned against me is blasphemy. Blasphemy. This movie got your car washes and it got your swimming pools too. Uh, you're, you're right, a whole person. Man, oh. see now I feel personally attacked by this film. But yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Visually, like it, it has some of the two thousands special effects that are you know very special. But overall, it kind of gave me exactly what I wanted on that front. So and the costuming, oh my god, it's hilariously of its era. Oh my god, I, yes. The oh my god, the like sort of pseudo lingerie tank tops. Oh god, <laughs> so much layering, so many, so layers. many, ma- so many metallic ballet flats. Oh my, oh my god, you're so right. Also, <laughs> like the the pompadour with the hair down on the side, like the weird like Ben Franklin pompadour <laughs> look. I definitely rocked that, and it was a little traumatic to see it again on screen. But yeah, overall. I don't really have any complaints about the visual. I think it kind of nailed it. So let's get our scores. Uh, Marzi, what's your score for visual? Um, I'll give it a 7.5. All right. That works. How about you, Justin? I give it a 7. Okay. Laryl? I feel like a bad guy now. I gave it a 6. All right. I'm going to go ahead and give it a 6.5. All right. Perfect. All right. Now, audio. <laughs> AKA performances. <laughs> I feel like this section may be a little rough, but uh, we'll start with you, Justin. What are your well, thoughts why on Why is the it always got to be me? Because that is the, I wrote down the order of rotations and you're first this time. <laughs> I was first last two times too. You oh. jumped in there. I don't okay. know, man. Okay. Um, I mean, listen, there's only so many, so much investment I can give to a group of assholes. Fair. Uh, I mean, and like, I, I don't think I enjoyed, except for the security guard, because he was the only character who had like motivations other than to like not die. Other than that, I like, I couldn't get behind any of these characters. Um, I do think they were uh, better than three. Yeah. But I still don't think that. Final Destination characters are written good. Mm-hmm. You don't um, say. They're very like stereotypical, like they're like archetypes. Um, but I mean, <laughs> the soundtrack was all right. <laughs> I, other than that, honestly, like the 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 performances weren't horrible because they were a lot worse in three in my mind, but they were also nothing to like write home about. How about you, Marzi? I feel like the performances in this were very much a time capsule of what these characters in all the movies that came out during this time period were. You know, it it was like Nick, every time he had a premonition, made that migraine headache face. (laughs) That's so Raven. Yeah. And Lori and Janet at the end when they're in the mall and they're like two girls in a mall, right? Like just any two girls in a mall during the early 2000s were so hot. Oh my God, so hot. Oh, these are so hot. And I was like, okay, 
Um, cool. Lori was so overly dramatic, but again, that's sort of like the way her stereotype was played during that time period and earlier and later and for a while. So <laughs> it's not shocking to me that any of these characters were the way they were. Um, I felt the racist guy was a little overdone because um, 2000 and what was it? Nine. 2009. I think we all understand what a white supremacist is. You know, like I didn't, it, that was a little uncomfortably overdone in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And, I, and and of course the core friend group is going to be the nice guy with the nice girlfriend with the best friend and the douchebag jock that well, no there's no you know nothing in anybody's relationship with each other that explains why he's around and because he doesn't fit in socially with any of these people and there's that kind of uh reference to him dating janet briefly but if they broke up why is he still hanging out kind of thing the only the only thing from him that i liked was when he called when nick and Lori call uh janet and hunt over to their apartment to first talk about like again we get that scene that we get in every movie that makes no sense where they've done quote-unquote done research on quote-unquote premonitions and they somehow have news articles about how everybody has died in the same order as the premonition and i'm like how was that recorded anywhere that you could research but sure whatever and the only part from hunt that i liked is when uh He's like naysaying the whole thing, and Janet's like, "Oh, you asshole!" And Hunt's like, "I don't know. Maybe he's watching a bunch of TV." And I just his delivery on that line was kind of funny <laughs> to me. But other than that, like, we kind of it's just run of the mill. This person fits in this role, and this person is this role, and this person is this role. And as far as that goes, they nailed it. <laughs> exactly what every character has ever done before them who has ever been in that role. Got it. Nailed it. <laughs> fair fair how about you larry uh once again i think you guys hit a lot of things in the head uh especially like characterizations for that like late 2000 period i think that you guys described that pretty well for me i think the big thing is like none of the acting performances are anything to write home about and there's not really like a score or a soundtrack like you think back to the first final destination and you have john denver right and then in the second mm-hmm. one, you have ACDC. And I think in the third and the fourth one, we kind of lost that uh, in a lot of different ways. But yeah, mm-hmm. the acting performances, I mean, when your script is as bare as this is, it's kind of hard. Like, that's really, you don't even name characters in your movie. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. your actors can only do so much. Uh, I definitely think this is one of the weaker areas of the film. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think... To some degree, it's not really bad act. I mean, the acting is a little wooden, but it really the I feel like the true villain here is the writing. Yes. Nobody in this movie talks yeah. like a person. Everybody talks like a stereotype. Mm-hmm. I think Nick Zano, who is character I like the least, is his performance is actually the best. Mm-hmm. Like, there's actually some layers to it, and I did appreciate his reaction to all this. Instead, it was to panic. To panic was like, I'm going to the pool, man. I'm going to go get laid. I'm not. In- I am not engaging with this bullshit. Like it doesn't end well for him, but you know what? It doesn't end well for anyone. No. So at least he had some fun and went to the pool first, you know? So I respect that to some degree, but yeah, overall, I mean, it's like I said with the plot, I feel like it's hard to really assess the performances here because that's, it's clearly not what the filmmakers 
cared about. Yeah. It's not what the, it, it, they know what they're doing here and they needed to nail the special effects. They needed to set up opportunities for the, the kill things to lay out. Like, I don't feel like they were doing a lot of multiple takes to be like, add a little more pathos, add a little more characterization to that one. That line, you know, like I just Poor don't think that the filmmakers rest. gave a shit about that. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. So, like, I'm not gonna give it a good score because it's not good. But I also think that it doesn't really impact the film watching experience because no, like the filmmakers, I don't really think we care that. Much. Yeah. <laughs> if you nail the the kill scenes, I do. I think that they could have elevated it. Like, if we were really invested in these characters, sure. But also, it would make the movie a little harder to enjoy just the spectacle of. Like, if you care too much too much about the characters, then it's sad when they die instead of just being like, ooh, which is what the, the, the emotional impact I think they're actually trying to achieve with this film. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. I, and I, I love all of the stupid 3D bone-breaking stuff even at the end you know when it cuts away and we just see like what happens to their bodies and just getting demolished mm-hmm. it's it's fun it's fun yeah. oh yeah. when the teeth fly out of nick's oh. head his skeleton yeah. x-ray yeah <laughs> good stuff good stuff the one sort of standout i would say is again mckelty williamson who is a really good actor and actually did have some characterization it's funny because he, he it feels like he's in a different movie a little bit yeah you know, like his little journey with like an alcohol, not alcohol anonymous and um, like the background of his story. And like, like he actually was trying to like add a little bit of emotionality to this. So until smack, he gets hit by the truck. Yep. Yep. I don't know. It's it's this movie is just a ride at this point. And, and I think the performances and the camp of it all just reinforce that. All right. Let's give it our scores. Mars. What did you score this one? I'm giving it a five just because it is middle of the road for me. The they, All the actors did exactly what they were given. Nothing more, nothing less. It's fine. It works okay. for what this movie is. All right. All right. How about you, Justin? What did you score it? I also get a five. It's just very, very middle of the road. Okay. And Laurel? I gave it a three. And again, I put that a lot more on the writing and the fact that there is no mm-hmm. memorable take-home song. Yeah. What about Fair. that? What is it like? Shine down? Is that who that is? I fucking hate Shine Or the down. Uh, super racist ringtone. Oh my god! <laughs> I, I how does it go? I don't even know. I hate Shine Down so goddamn much. It's okay. <laughs> I do too. Okay. I hate Shine Down. <laughs> I definitely know who that is because I'm. They are cool. a really uh, shitty so... band that had two good songs, and then they just started putting like they are what people say Nickelback is. Oh, okay. Well, that's rough. They that's... are. You remember the song that was playing like during the NASCAR? No. Well, quote unquote, remember, but like you know what I mean. There was a song playing during the NASCAR, and okay, I think I think it was them. It was them, right? I. I don't know. Probably. It was terrible. So that yes, was, definitely. Like, yeah, it was like... Yeah. I also have definitely heard of this band and would recognize them through auditory. Thank God. Yes. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's your score, Lerald? Or you gave it. Mine. Yeah. Uh, I, okay. I'm giving... I'm going to give my... I'm going to give a four. Okay. I'm going to mix it up. Larry, you have... You've been going third. So I'm going to... Okay. 
I'm going to give you a chance to go first. Oh, uh, once again, though, how scary I can, was this movie? I can be very brief. Uh, this movie is not scary. It is so interesting to me, Rachel, to hear you talk about how it gives you anxiety. Um, oh my god, the the plane one in the original definitely bugs me. I definitely will avoid driving behind any truck with wood on the back or anything that's not strapped down like immensely. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the third one with the roller coaster, like that never bugged me. And this one, I'm never going to go to a NASCAR or a car race. Like not only does the clientele that normally attends those not really fit my <laughs> fancy, uh, but it also is like, really boring i remember one time i tried to just be funny and tried to tell Devin i was really in the nascar we were gonna watch it on some sunday and i was talking about kurt and kyle bush and about how like like we're gonna we're gonna be real in the nascar and like i didn't even last like three laps it's so fucking boring i don't (laughs) like you don't want to watch people go really fast and left no because the thing is is like if you wanted that just watch f1 they go really fast but they actually have like real tracks and i i don't know but even then i'm not going to watch it because i don't find it interesting so like that's part of it too and it's just like the the stone one is kind of spooky uh, like the the things I've definitely been hit by rocks from a mower, like like on my shins mm. and stuff. You have Eek. not. Wait, seriously? Oh yeah. Oh, like, oh, Wait, have you oh, like when not? you're weed eating and stuff, you definitely get kicked back no. on and stuff. Oh yeah. Um, actually, funny story. Uh, you know those trucks that I don't know if you guys have them there that like they like clean the streets. Yeah, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I've had one. Yeah, yeah. I've had a rock fly out from one of those, and like while I'm driving. And like fly in through the window and hit me. Oh yeah. <gasps> what are the oh my odds? God. Holy shit. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like it, it yeah, it hurts. It hurts. Oh my god. Oh. Yeah. That's messed up. Oh, man. see, that just elevated my fear because <laughs> now like a final destination four already put the fear in my mind, but now I have people that it's happened to. I'm yeah, so it's... glad it didn't rocket through your skull. It's the Thank reason you. why I always Thank wear god. safety glasses when I mow. Every single time I mow. This oh, stuff kicks God. up. Ugh. But I, I, I will say the thing that saves this movie from getting like a one for me is the elevator death scene. Because mm. she's like, because her character. So, okay, I'm sorry, you keep saying elevator. Escalator. escalator. Thank you. The escalator. Every time okay. you say it, I have to like, I mentally am like, what am I forgetting? When I, oh, el- escalator. escalator. Sorry. <laughs> like, yes, the, the I've es- gone on this journey every time. The escalator <laughs> death scene. Um, uh-huh. because her character is like the only one that I even give a minuscule fuck about, and so when she dies, it sucks. But then like it didn't actually happen. But like I can tell you now, I make sure my shoelaces are tied before I get on one. And I bet it. I will take the stairs most likely instead of taking it down. I, I think that that was a pretty like pretty graphic scene. But overall, like. There's not this. It's nothing scary, and it doesn't give me the anxiety that definitely seems to, especially you, Rachel. It definitely kind of riles you up. Oh yeah. So like for oh, me, yeah. I gave this a two. Like it's just not. It's fun. The escalator, escalator one is unique, but it's not scary to me. Okay. How about you, Marzi? Okay, so I have a very deep rooted fear of escalators. 
to be completely honest. Like I, if it's the thing where it's like the stairs next to the escalator, I'll always take the stairs. I, mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. I, I can't trace it back. I don't know necessarily if it's this movie or if it's just because escalators look like robot teeth. <laughs> and I'm just so scared of getting eaten up. And I'm so scared that if I have to take an escalator, I will. It's not like a true phobia because it's not like I'm like, well, I'll just never make it to the next floor of this building. But I would definitely prefer the stairs over an escalator or an elevator, to be completely honest. So I do. And like, oh, I jump in elevators. Devin hates it. I jump in them. Make them shake and Ugh. stuff. Oh, I don't like that. So Larry I like and I can that. never take an <laughs> elevator together because yeah, I, I like have that. a fear of elevators. Like if we're going to Vegas, dude, you better not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> but I am one Daddy of those don't people like who that. like <laughs> I don't I don't either. I get it. It's like those people who go on uh, Ferris wheels and then rock the Ferris Yeah, wheel. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Gondola. Uh-uh. No, thank you. Maniacs. <laughs> Some people like to watch the world burn. <laughs> but the, the escalator, even though it technically doesn't happen in reality in the movie, I still have that fear. The lawnmower thing i don't know i like there are some some real some real world stuff i don't have a fear of the pool thing because i will never dive to the bottom of a pool i'm not an underwater person i'm a lightly weighed around my waist person so i'm not a that will never happen to me and to be completely honest i would go to a nascar race really person i wouldn't watch it on i wouldn't watch it on tv that sounds boring as hell, but it's it one of those things where it's like, like baseball is boring on TV, but it's fun if you go in person. Agree, disagree. You know? Like it's all yeah. about atmosphere, yeah. I think, or just being there. So I would never watch a NASCAR race on TV. That sounds super boring, but I would go in person. And it's somehow this movie has not dissuaded me from that. I don't know how, because I'm afraid of a lawnmower and yet not afraid of a <laughs> horrific car crash. I'm not sure what that means about me, but I would give it a four on the scary. Uh, Justin? I mean, it's not like it's really just it's not like um, I think the escalator is probably the most like uh, anxiety inducing. But that's mm-hmm. just because I am apparently a very uh, anxious person. <laughs> you don't come to these movies for the scare, right? Like you, you don't you come for the like the cool deaths. And, you come to jump in your seat yeah. next to your friend with popcorn and go, Well, not even that. Go, Holy like, shit, you just... did you see his ass get sucked out of his ass? Well, see, for me, it's always <laughs> just like. <laughs> it, for me, it's not even that. It's more just like you go to like eat popcorn and watch people, like horrible people die in funny ways. You definitely got to get popcorn yeah. in a movie theater, right, Justin? Fuck, man. <laughs> I know. I, that's the first time I've ever watched a movie with it. Yeah, we were talking about that. I don't think I've ever done that. It sounds sacrilegious. Yeah, really? It, it was the worst. Yeah, it sounds like going to church and not taking communion. Like, what was the point? You weren't even saved. Right. What was the point of going to church? I don't know. You tell me, Larry. <laughs> Without communion. You take communion to save yourself. Do you? I, I don't know. I think I've so. Yeah, you, you, you like reaffirm the covenant by eating his blood and body like vampires. Ariel, Ooh, I, I believe like you. Ariel, fact, fact check that. Ariel, fact check that. Fact check that. <laughs> <laughs> and if he's wrong, leave it in. And if he's right, take it. In. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I just, I don't think it's scary. Yeah. So what do you give it, buddy? Okay. Oh, well, I haven't. 
Can yeah. I? Can, may I go? Oh yeah. Well, well, me, yeah, me and Marge already gave ours. I, I thought we were always just dropping them. So sorry. Did you guys give your scores? Yeah. Already? We didn't give you our scores yet. Yeah, we did. Oh, did you? Oh did yeah. You? No. We yeah, did. we did. Yeah, oh, Larry God. and I did. Justin, you and <laughs> I are slipped through a new. I did. I never heard a score. So wow. You're still in <laughs> your, your your tit tit thing. Tit tit. Oh my God. It's it. It's it. It's it. Butts out of butts and tits out of tits. It's been a week. It sounds like an old person who's trying to talk about TikTok. You're like, are you on the tit tit? I saw it on the tit tit. I did the tit tit dance. Tit tit owned by China? Oh anyway, so the ice cream tit ticks or whatever. <laughs> Pumpkin spice tit tit, apparently. <laughs> You'll see. You'll all see. <laughs> so, okay, these movies, like, there's something about them. They just scare me because for me, I talk about this every time, the real scare is always the lead up. And there is something about the prolonged, knowing that the death is coming and it's prolonged and it sets up a series of horrific things that could happen. And I am a little squeamish about violence. So I am from the minute it starts an anxious mess. Like when I sit down, I like have to like, like I do one of those because I know for the next 82 minutes, I'm going to want to leave my body. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was not an exception to that. I had the same exact like anxious because the thing is, is like, I don't know if it's the movie that's scary or if it just puts my me in like a mental headspace where I'm like absolutely contending with my own mortality for 82 minutes and being afraid of the world for 82 minutes and thinking about how scary it would be to know about the inevitability of my own death for 82 minutes um so yeah this movie's scary <laughs> 10 can i pause can i pause on a theory sure i think it's because these movies uh really just bring to the forefront of everything is death you just yeah. don't know it yet yeah yeah and mm-hmm. for people who are already highly anxious mm-hmm. it's not great it's not to great. add that to be like Oh, like all I have to do is like I could take two steps out of my bed just to get a glass of water and trip on this thing and then fall this way and then this thing crushes my eyeball and then I crack my head on my thing and all my teeth fly out of my skull all because I wanted a glass of water and I was laying in bed, you know, like, yeah, that's what I think. That's what I think these movies are. There doing. is something terrible like, about a movie telling you that even laying in your bed and deciding not to like go up and face the day could lead to your ultimate demise. I've, well, I've probably I what... have said this in the past, but like one of the things that like as a kid I would had I had a lot of problems with like intrusive thoughts about is what I'm doing now the decision of the thing that will lead me to my death. Mm-hmm. Like is me deciding, oh, I want a cup of coffee gonna be the thing that like I go outside and I get hit by a car. Like this was like I had a lot of intrusive thoughts specifically around making decisions unknowingly leading to death or injury. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's why these movies freak me the fuck out. Same. Yeah. Same. Yeah, you you get it. You understand. You're like an overly oh, cautious person and think death lurks, lurks around every corner. So, like, I've kind of been able to stop having those intrusive thoughts 
like I, I would talk, I was able to sort of like talk my way out of them to some degree. And so I think it takes me back to a place of that kid that was like very scared of making a wrong decision that was going to lead to my death. I get that on a very real level. So I feel you. I sympathize. I empathize all the, all the eyes <sighs> words. I get it. And I interrupted you, Justin. What were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say this movie just these movies just teach you don't go to like social outings and then you'll be fine. <laughs> I think this is why like we acclimated to COVID quarantine so well. Yeah. We're like, oh, I am safe. Yep. <laughs> so but you know what's fucked is like all the statistics say you're like most people die at home in, in accidents at home. Right. <laughs> I think about that all the time. Me too. So, yeah, this movie. I mean, I I don't know if this movie was I was scared the entire runtime of this movie. So for me, ten. On a complete side note, uh, my brother's girlfriend admitted to me that the first time she ever had to live alone, she was like early twenties, mm-hmm. and she actually got a life alert because she was so scared <laughs> that she was gonna like choke, yeah, or like fall in the shower and crack her head or something. Yeah. She was so afraid. That there would be no one who was even going to know to check on her that she got a life alert at like 22 or something just to like, she was like, mostly she was afraid she was going to choke. Yeah. Uh, that's scary. And nobody was going to be there. I'm so, totally afraid it. of choking. Yeah, I got it. I oh, almost yeah. choked to death on a flauta. And I remember thinking like, please, this is not how fatty dies. No. Oh, no. Rachel, you've been pretty consistent about raking these in the house scary pretty high. No, they're this is your, fucking scary. This is your first 10, but you've been, you have ranked them all pretty high. Okay. A 10 is, I, I am probably being a little hyperbolic. It's a nine. It's no, a nine. Ten, I already no, typed in 10. No, no, no. I, I, I'm changing my, my, because I need to leave room for things that scare me even more. This sounds like a hanging so Chad situation. Room for the next one. Exactly. That's exactly right. So I'm going to go nine. Nine. For and me. Justin? Uh, oh, uh, one. <laughs> the dichotomy of. <laughs> That's so interesting. It's an anxious person. I would expect you to have the same fear as me, Justin. Justin, we actually, you and I actually gave this the exact same score on average. Fun enough. Okay, so for plot, uh, I gave it a five. Justin gave it a three. Rachel gave it a four. Mars gave it a five and a half. For cinematography, I gave it a six. Justin gave it a seven. Rachel gave it a six and a half. And Mars gave it a seven and a half. For audio, I gave it a three. Justin gave it a five. Rachel gave it a four. And Mars gave it a five. And for how scary, Mars gave it a four. Rachel gave it a nine. Justin gave it a one. I gave it a two. That gives it a Scream Queens cross with Here's Johnny final score of a 48 and that sounds that right. actually puts it as the sixth worst thing we actually scored it should be above three though right it's above three yes so the final destination okay, films that we have reviewed final the og final destination has an 84 final destination 2 has a 69 nice the final destination has the 48 <laughs> And then Final Destination 3 has a 40. That seems about right to me. Well, I'm excited for the next one because it's the last one. (laughs) For now. For now. The problem is I'm going to go have to face my mortality with a Saw movie as well soon. (laughs) Well, and here's the thing, Rachel. I don't want to spoil anything for you, but living where you live. Oh, no. The initial premonition is going to be rough. Oh, no. Is it like a local one? It's not local necessarily. I think it's it's the Black is Dahlia. It a bridge. Is it on I a don't bridge? remember. No! <laughs> Fuck! God damn it! 
Right. Right, right, right. Yes. To be fair, I also live adjacent to Portland, though, where the only way to get anywhere is to cross one of seven bridges. So also. I'm so. Yeah. That's a big part of my I life. I don't also. love driving on bridges, especially like the Bay Bridge. My dad was on it when the Loma Prieta earthquake happened and like the top part collapsed <sighs> holy shit yeah Oof. i mean not where he was thankfully on the bridge but yeah like uh and then there was like the whole thing about when they rebuilt it and they used this like cheap chinese steel and it was cracking so they had to like pull portions of the bridge out so i'm always a little nervous on that bridge as it is so that'll be great for me that'll be there's a really i love that enhancing. for you <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited that you're coming to see me and you're getting on a long plane ride. <laughs> oh. I love that for Woo. you. Oh, and the lover. The lover <laughs> and I will be driving. Yeah. So you know how many log trucks are going to be. You're going to be some log trucks. And Justin, uh, you know those little bathrooms on planes? I don't know. <laughs> No, see, Escalators. I just I just hold it. I go right before I get on the plane, and then I hold it. Yeah, for five and a half hours. Whatever. Wow. So you not even pee? No. Wow, that's impressive. I might. If if I like really want to stretch my legs, I'll like get up and pee. But so you. But as a tall dude, the I always feel bad for like the tall guys getting going in there because I'm a shorty and I'm even like this is cramped. Can I? <laughs> okay. Uh, why don't we get to the after? Okay. Like, yeah. Let's wrap got, it up and then we'll circle back. We're going to circle story. back. Okay. I like it. That feels like a behind the paywall kind of story. So <laughs> let's get there. All right. Awesome. So uh, thank you. Oh, 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 wait. I'm sorry. The very important thing we need to do that I forgot to remind Mars of. So we'll see if she remembered. Mars, if you were going to watch the final destination again, what adult beverage would you pair it with? Okay. Okay. I'm, you know, I'm flying off the cuff with this one because after six years, I still somehow can't remember ever to prepare <laughs> this section of our consistently the same podcast that we've done for six years. Yes, yes. For six years. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to go with uh, Wild Turkey 101 on the rocks. Ooh. Because it is the final destination. Yeah, I mean, you have cleared out the rest of your liquor cabinet when you've gotten that there. That is the <laughs> final. <laughs> what about you, Larry and Justin? What would you drink with this? Margarita on the rocks, like the slushy that the children are drinking that leads to their mother's demise. Nice. How about you, Justin? I'm actually going to change it up. <gasps> what? Uh, uh, because I did this before we uh, started recording. Um, I'm not gonna go with a drink at all. I'm actually gonna go with a. Uh, the company is called Spinach. Yitz it. Okay. Um, <laughs> Yitz. No. Did you put a Y on the beginning? The Yitz. The Yitz. That sounds like something a Yeti would eat, like a treat for a Yeti. A Yitz it. Um, uh, it is a, a blue raspberry uh, edible. Oh. You have been a little relaxed tonight. <laughs> I'm just, you know. This is making so much sense. You know. <laughs> okay. 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 That's tracking. Awesome. Okay. For everybody at home, uh, we would love to hear what you think. Where, where does this uh, land on the final destination 
uh, chart for you. Are you excited for the next one? What are your thoughts? Maybe you just want to say hi. All of those things you can do by reaching out to us in our email at rachel at zombiegirls.com. You can slide into the DMs at ZG Podcasts on Instagram, Twitter, and Threads. We'd love to hear from you there. What's Twitter? If you're enjoying the show. We oh are not engaging. <laughs> we have decided as humanity, as people, that we will not be uh, engaging with that nonsense. <laughs> Anywho, if you're enjoying the show, despite the harassment that I experience on it, you can always let us know and make us feel very special by rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you get your pods. If you're looking for something spooky to watch tonight because you've already watched Final Destination, then check out our video on demand and streaming calendar at zombiegirls.com. It is spooky season. We have decided. We have declared it. And let me tell you, there is a lot of stuff coming out uh, that you're going to want to keep an eye on. And you can find out when and where to see that on our calendar. And if you want to support us, you can buy some of our awesome merch at zombiegirls.com forward slash merch, or you can join the Patreon and hang out with us all the time on the Discord. You can see these kinds of shenanigans daily. Um, And you also get, yes, so many gifts. So many gifts. Uh, Cat pictures. Shit talking. Cat pictures. What we're watching. What we're eating. What we're making. I don't know what we're wearing, all kinds of stuff. Definitely the best perk is the Discord. Um, but you also get extended episodes and bonus episodes. And we will be doing an extended episode today that I'm excited. I feel like I'm going to really get to know these people uh, on a new level today. Is it a Twilight quiz? That's right. Mars, no. did you know that Rachel <laughs> scored 6 out of 10, which put her in the top 70 percentile of Twilight fans? It was, it was this. What? Yeah, it was. I was get I was guessing and it was so upsetting because I was guessing oh, right. Okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> I always want to do guessing. well. I'm sure we were air quotes exactly. guessing. If it's okay, Rachel. If you love Twilight, it's okay. I it's listen, you you know me. I have no shame in my game. If I liked Twilight, I would admit it. She's I don't know. Maybe everybody has the one thing. I, I think her problem thing. is that she was Team Jacob, you know? and she's having a really time coming off of the fact that he fell in love with an actual infant. That's really hard to balance. Keep it up, Larry. From. Keep it up. Okay. Well, here's the thing, Keep though: is even if that were tr- if that were true, she's not exactly wrong. That's a good, like a good reason to not <laughs> like an adult man. Correct. You know that is like, correct. That's valid. That's a valid. You didn't name my daughter like after the Loch Ness monster. <laughs> <laughs> The longest monster! <laughs> Larry and Justin, thank you so much for joining us. Would you like to plug your stuff? You can find us on X. Uh, at Never heard of it. Don't know what you're talking about. Don't know her. You can find me at Beaver LA. You can find Justin at the underscore Justin Wood. You can find us on Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast. This here's Johnny Podcast. Again, we are starting a little Alan Wake mini season, which will be fun. Justin writes all the time for a lot of different companies, such as Dread XP. He wrote a really good review of Starfield. It is called Starfield, right? Yes. Oh, I am tired. For Pride, it was a really good review. No spoilers. So I was even able to yeah. read it and stuff. That was super dope. Oh, thank you. Uh, and then he also writes for CGM Online. Everybody, you should definitely check out everything that Larry and Justin are up to because even though they are buttheads, we love them and they are amazing podcasters and writers and we support all of the things that they do. All right. So that just leaves us with our plan for the next episode. Um, I think it's my pick. 
So I have two picks that I'm going back and forth between. So Marzi, which of these sounds more fun? Like sort of like a feministy slasher Boo. or a feministy folklore? Ooh, folklore. All right. In that case, we are going to be watching a film called Unwelcome. Oh my god, I've been wanting to see that for so long, but I haven't watched that it sounds yet. Sounds familiar. Oh, what is perfect. what is that? Okay, so Unwelcome, it, it's I'm going to give you the official synopsis. It is on Shutter, so everybody get your Shutter fired up. Uh, married couple Maya and Jamie escape their urban nightmare to the tranquility of rural Ireland, only to discover malevolent and murderous goblins lurking in the gnarled ancient wood at the foot of their new garden. Yeah, I think I've seen something about that before. I have been wanting to see this for so long, and I just haven't gotten around to it. Well, so... Girly, we're it's doing time. it. We're doing it's time. it. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. Okay, good. So everybody at home, like Mars and I, fire up the shutter, check out on Welcome. That is what we will be reviewing next. So unless you were sticking around for the extended episode, that is it for us today. Mars, take us out. So as always, thank you everybody for coming back and sticking with us through this final destination journey. We have officially one more potentially in the future too or we'll see however many more but officially one more eventually uh coming up uh as of right now it will be unwelcome will be the next dream queens episode so thank you again for showing up and uh that's all good night folks bye everybody. this is the skin of a killer bella oh <laughs> i don't even know what that means Hello, everyone, and welcome to the extended episode. If you're here, you're cool. So congratulations on being pew, cool. pew, pew, pew. So, <laughs> This is an episode where we're going we're gonna to get to know each other a little better. Are you guys ready to, to learn more about one yes. another? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I'm interested to see what else there is left for us <laughs> to learn true. about each that other. That yeah. is a very good point. I think she went and found some uh, teen Vogue. King Cosmo quizzes for us to answer. Incorrect, oh. sir. We are going to be playing Would You Rather, but you guys have to come to a consensus. Okay. <gasps> okay. Huh? I'm ready for a 12 angry so man I'm... situation. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to start easy and we'll kind of go from there. But I want to, I, I, I feel like we're going to, like I said, we're going to learn a little bit about you. Um, and then once we get past the five minute mark, we'll pause because Justin has promised to tell us a story. <laughs> oh, right. Yes. Um, how do you guys feel, first of all, about a would you rather? Do you like playing these? Yeah. Do you find the conundrum to be frustrating? Where do you land? Here's the, th the way I feel about it is that if I, I am fine with would you rather as long as the proctor of the game is not a vindictive asshole okay. because every once in a while you get that person who's like would you rather eat puke or eat poop you know and you're like well neither of those are good like this is just vindictive and awful you know like I, if it's an actual like an actual choice that you have to make or an actual thing you can think through then i then it's fine but when it's someone who's just trying to get you to say something so that they can be like, ew, you're gross. I don't know why I reverted to middle school. Maybe I'm scarred. Do I have some trauma? 
Well, and we're going to unpack it tonight because there's definitely some of those in here. <laughs> Rachel, for me, oh, when no. life offers you a dream so far beyond any of your expectations, it's not reasonable to grieve oh, when my it God. comes to an end. Is this, oh, a, my God. Is this a Twilight thing? <laughs> is it? I assume it is. I don't know why you <laughs> like, want to hit yourself to that of all things. Like it's such a weird self-own. I don't understand. It is a fantastic, it. cringy movie to watch. It is a blast. I just don't believe you. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I just don't believe you. Um, okay. So let's start with an easy one. Okay. If you find a hundred dollars, would you okay, if you would you rather find a hundred dollars floating in a public toilet or five dollars in your own pocket 